Hello, and welcome to the Him and Her podcast, the way we see it. In this show, we discuss real estate and entrepreneurial hacks. We will have lighter conversations based on trending topics about dating and relationships, and also we will be discussing unpopular opinions. You don't want to miss this. Welcome, everybody, to the Him and Her podcast, the way we see it. I already missed the title, but whatever. Um, I am Vincent, um, your regular marketing analyst. Um... Netflix marathon watcher and good kind of stuff. <laughs> all good things. Um, and you are, and I am um, Victoria. So I am actually I'm a realtor here in the um, Charlotte metro area, operating in North and South Carolina. And I guess I am also a Netflix watcher. I love Netflix, especially the holiday season as we are in now. So I binge Ooh. a lot of. <laughs> I love watching lots of holiday movies and Christmas movies. So, yeah. True, true, yeah. So right. this podcast <laughs> is mostly going to be um, about empowering our listeners um, in <laughs> the wealth advice, um, especially with Victoria being a real estate agent, giving some info on the tips and tricks around that industry and how to secure your dream home, but also other wealth advice um, and other facets of asset management. Um, and also we want to give our takes the way we both coming from two different genders on relationships and other topics. Um, and so we're looking forward to sharing our thoughts and our mindset and thought process with you, the fans. Um, we will be releasing an episode every Tuesday. Every Tuesday, right. Mm-hmm. Every right. Tuesday. So um, look out for that. Um, they're going to be on all forums, Spotify, Google Play, iTunes. Radio FM, you should still have it. Say players, whatever you, know, you listen to bootleg, it on. Right. We got you. Bootleg sites. <laughs> yeah, right. And also, just piggyback, um, just to add on to what Vincent has said already. Um, so, we are, like he said, we are him and her podcast, and so like our focus, um, with the along with everything Vincent has said about business. So we are both aspiring entrepreneurs. We are investors, and so essentially, you know, like we want to give some of our advice, the things we've learned along the way, um, you know, tips and tricks that have helped us, and we want to empower you with those same tools that will help you become a successful investor and a, a successful entrepreneur, right? Because our motto is well our goal is to always build generational wealth right so we want to empower you we want to give you the tools needed to make sure that you're able to build that generational wealth for you and your family and other generations to come and the other segment is going to be a little fun because we are fun individuals you know and so (laughs) and so like obviously yes we are friends but you know we have a lot of um, different views on things and so we will just be chatting about that exactly so. Um, yeah so to start off I guess we can start with again with real estate um, or what advice um, essentially because a lot of people are considering you know buying their first home um, it may look like a huge hurdle um, me myself I just bought my first house um, you just bought your first house as well um, what's the biggest thing you can say to prospective new buyers that is the person that you have to get before they consider um, house hunting or even applying for a loan what's the first most important thing they should do okay well um, I'm going to take that well I'm going to rephrase that question right and I'm just going to say so if you are 
like Benson and I both said, right? We are we are entrepreneurs and investors by nature. And so our mindset is always like, how can we make more residual income, right? How can we make more money? And so um, for me, the tip I would give anybody looking to go into real estate, looking to buy your first home, if, if this is possible, right? If this is possible, I would say to always kind of um, buy for investment first, right? And so here's why I say buy for investment first. So for me, when, um, before I came into the real estate industry, I was very afraid of, of buying properties because, you know, like I was like, oh my God, 30 year mortgage. You know, I have to be tied exactly. down to this. Hey, like, <laughs> that price looks really big, especially when it's like 30 years. You're like 30 years. How am I yeah. going to pay off? Yeah. Right. And you know, like some of us are like, um, not really commitment people i'm not saying that i'm not you know like um, <laughs> if you oh, are that's you. fine right but you know like 30 years can be kind of scary but um so i didn't know that i wanted yourself down to one place when you put that like 30 year number to it essentially right 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 and actually there are some really cool tips on that um we can talk about this in a later podcast but there are ways you can pay more towards your principal to actually reduce that 30 year to like 15 year if you add like small amounts here and there to your principal amount, whatever you yep. pay, you can cut that 30 year down like drastically in like no time. But you know, we can talk about that more in another podcast um, where I'll dive into more details on how you can do that. Um, so it doesn't necessarily take you 30 years to pay off a mortgage, right? But yeah. definitely my first advice is buy for investment first, right? So I bought my first property, um, last okay so when i bought my first property i knew that i needed to make money off of that property i didn't want to live in that property by myself you know just in the name of oh i own a house right so i yeah. spoke one thing about me and one thing i advise everyone to do is find a mentor find people that are already doing what you want to do and you know just hang out with them ask a lot of questions so i asked a lot of questions um on the best way to go about this and so like one of the things that after reading up asking questions and all these things i decided that i wanted to buy at least a three-bedroom house live in one bedroom and rent out the other two so that's essentially what i did right um yeah. ideally if i could have done it again i would have bought a um a single family home so a single family home what i mean by single family it's that it's not attached um to another property like a townhome. So or your a current condo. property is a townhome, per se. My, my current property is a townhome. So if yeah. I could have done it again, I would have bought um, a detached property on its own, which is a single-family property, right? Because yeah. so I knew that I wanted to make money, but at the same time, right, I'm just gonna keep it real. I'm a woman. I don't like to be out there cutting grass, you know, like washing all this <laughs> stuff. So I knew I needed to live in a community with like you know with all those features <laughs> listen yeah. i'm a guy I'm not, I'm not trying to cut grass like in front of my time so i own a time home as well and these fall leaves fall is the worst worst right. season of all time because this leaves start pouring down and i have to <laughs> go outside rack up all the leaves and put them to the trash i'm like no this is why i want to be in a town home so everyone can deal with that so i feel you right and you know like my townhome community it's so nice right because they even pressure wash your house like every week for you they do so yeah ours Man, my choice is like it. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> but you're gonna slip it up what right 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 so for me that's why i know i did not want a single family starting out i was like okay let me just get the hang of just things first 
before, yeah. you know, um, I decided to do that. And so there are so many things to consider when buying your first home. Another great tip, like why I decided to go with my with my house was that like, for example, it was a brand new house. Um, and so that doesn't, necess- that doesn't necessarily mean anything. It was a brand new house, but it was still very, very affordable, right? You can find builders that are building affordable homes where you don't have to break the bank to get into. And so a lot of builders have um, warranties already built in. Like, so for my property, when I bought it, like I have up to like 10 year warranty on some things, right? Because I knew that like, um, once again, I'm sorry, you know, if this offends anybody out there, but like, I'm, I am the stereotype of a woman, you know, I don't like to go down you know, like figuring out like the structural stuff and all that. I can if I have to, but I prefer not to, right? So that's another thing, like the property had to have all that stuff already built in. And so, um, that was why I did that. And so I live in a bedroom and I rent out two of my other bedrooms. One bedroom, I use it as um, an Airbnb or like home away short-term vacation yeah. rental. And then yeah. the other bedroom, I use it as maybe a longer-term rental. I've had people in there for like six months. Um, and so and so it's been phenomenal. One, because um, you know I've gotten to meet such great people you know, people that I still communicate with that have become so close, you know, and also um, it's just taught me a lot about property management, right, as well. You know, it's teaching me um, how to work, how to live and manage people, manage my own property. And also the best part of it is my mortgage pays itself off, right? Yeah, exactly. Definitely. And isn't that what we I mean, that's definitely want? something that, <laughs> yeah, that's definitely something that I consider. So for me, like my townhome is a two bedroom um, and it's reasonably priced. But for me, kind of similar to you, I um, just recently got my second room on Airbnb for as again, like short term rentals um, to the point where it, so it doesn't really fully offset the mortgage, but it's a point where I can just easily pay it off if I really needed to. Because for me, it was different. For me, I wanted. I wanted at least, you know, 10 to 15 days of a month where I just, I was in my place by myself. And the other 10, uh, 15 or 20 time. days, I can, I, I'm, I have no problem renting it at all, you know, mm-hmm. where, because for me, I wanted it to be a point where it covered, once it got to half my mortgage, um, plus HOA, once it got to that halfway point and a little bit more, at that point, I knew I was fine. Right. Um, and then I then I, I just wanted like ten days of personal like my space enjoy because I'm just still at the goal so the goal is to still like enjoy the the reward of saving money and buying a home ownership and having that place to yourself. Um, mm-hmm. But I am yeah with you as well. My like, original when I was looking for a home was in the investment mindset of it. Um, I was looking for single homes attached like you with a basement. Um, where exactly. I was comfortably would be fine, you know, remodeling the basement and having all the puzzle whistles for myself and mm-hmm. just renting out the entire home by itself or mm-hmm. going for a duplex. Um, but in the Atlanta market, which is where I reside, it is ultra competitive. You have sharks looking at multifamily homes that maybe gets in the market, it's mm-hmm. gone. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Looking to flip homes as well. So I was looking specifically for townhomes with no rental restrictions. And that's another problem with being a big city like Atlanta. Most of those townhome residents or condos, they've all reached their rental cap, so you can't really get a rental license. Um, and some of them would even let you Airbnb the property, whereas the one I found had no rental cap. And 
and I think they're sort of like strict on of don't really want to put an Airbnb out. But I'm like, well, if you're already doing rentals, you might as well just go ahead and do Airbnb. What's the difference, you know? Right. So that's definitely one thing that. Yeah, Can I interrupt you to ask, um, just in case um, some of our listeners don't understand what you mean by a rental cap, are you able to explain what you mean by um, your area has a rental cap? Yeah, so, and I, if I'm explaining this correctly, from my knowledge, um, for a certain complex or condominium per se, so if you're in a complex and you're X amount of homes, um, once a certain amount are invested upon by bought by investors and you're being rented out and you mm-hmm. that means people are not living there full time as your primary residence right. then there's a cap on how many investors <laughs> can buy a property there and turn around and you know either rent it out or put on airbnb um now some properties i think it's around 25 percent once 25 percent of the homes are in atlanta uh, yeah in atlanta i think it's okay. about 25 i think 25 maybe the max some may be even as low as 10 percent but let's say you say 25%, 125% of the properties in that complex are investor owned. Um, that means somebody bought it, then immediately rented it out. Then that means you cannot, if you're the 26th homes and say you out of hundred, if you're not the 26th home owner, you cannot then rent out your home. Um, mm-hmm. And then some some of them, then you, you, you've been put on a wait list. So in case one of the investors sells, then you get bumped up and now you can rent it out. And, and even with that, once you get up that wait list and you're given a, a rental opportunity, you have to rent someone within a certain amount of period. If not, you forego your ability to rent. Um, and then some, although they may not be, there may be rental restrictions, there may not be rental restrictions, you can't even Airbnb because they don't support um, that as well. So mm-hmm. when I found mine, mine was within budget, um, within the action of purchasing power that I wanted. It was within the location that I wanted as well. It was 10 minutes from Buckhead in downtown Atlanta. Um, and i was able to rent it out immediately once i got my keys i knew it was a property for me and that's what you that's that, that's the goal you should always look at and the way I, I thought about it was your first home even if you thought it was going to be your first your, your forever home it's still a starter home you always end up moving you know to a different one um right. and you may you may pay that play that long game of okay i'm gonna hold it for the three four years live there and then hopefully when i sell it i make extra money off of it well why not while you're there not pay a dime your mortgage for it. right oh, 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 <laughs> and then when you do still end up selling you still end up making some money so that's just the way that, mm-hmm. yeah that's just the way we say um and so that's just these are kind of like the again the quick tips we can give you on like this episode again try to be investor or entrepreneurial minded when you look at that first home um however you can finesse it to make some money off of it or just break even or come with halfway it's still always still look for that um definitely try to would, would you say in this day and age it matters if you you know traditionally been told okay you need you know 10 percent so that way you don't get that you it doesn't really matter if you get three or five percent right you can it's still enough for you to purchase a house that you'd like right um so that for me personally and and but then again you know guys i am not a financial advisor um i would always say consult someone first um but for me what i've noticed is that like you always want to be liquid and so um as an investor right you cash is king so you need to be liquid so i wouldn't necessarily suggest tying up all your cash um and necessarily like a down payment but if you're able to kind of like, like Vincent said, finesse it where, um, you know, you can put down maybe 
10, 20%, you know, most conventional loans anyway, require 20%, right? If you're buying it as an investment property or anything like yeah. that. So regardless, you will have to do that. But if you get into like, you know, a situation where you don't necessarily need that 10%, you know, and then you can kind of use that um, cash and use put it into another property, right? Why not? That's my approach, yeah, but that's not the approach, you know, like um, everybody takes. Exactly. Because for me, it's like the more liquid I am, you know, like the more I can reinvest that money into something else. Yeah, so. definitely. And also, no, reach out to you, like your your homeowners, you know, association in the cities. They are assistant programs out there. I know in Atlanta, there's Invest Atlanta, there's NACA, which I tried going through NACA, but that can be a whole other discussion. <laughs> I, I don't know if people but. don't like NACA. Like, I recommend that too. Like, a lot of my clients that I see, like, they're just so um, passionate about being homeowners, but they don't have the funds, right? And I'm like, go through this program. Yeah. Go through this. Yeah. So. And for me, like, I'm almost there, but we can discuss that in, in the future episode, probably on the next one, because, like, I have so much beef with them. Because I was essentially 99% approved, but they wouldn't give me because of 1%, and it was really annoying. But right. there, there are system programs out there that can help you get into the home, um, you know, comfortably. And right. There, so it's not a stress of, oh, I have to be ready right there. This is, there's no harm in asking for assistance. So that's just the tips we can give you on, like, this week's, you know, wealth advice. Um, next mm -hmm. up, we are going to dive into some relationship talk. Um this story, which um, came up on, you know, the Entertainment News, a food critic went to a restaurant um, <laughs> and while, you know, giving his report um, back to, uh, I think, the New York Times, um, a photograph while he was in the restaurant showcased um, a man having dinner in this really up-class restaurant with another lady. Um, now, fast forward a day or two, the wife of said man came forward and was like hey that's my husband having dinner with some other lady um what what's going on now the question that comes up like if your significant other is having dinner and and this may go a different way so some people may say oh you know i have people that i have my significant other can go out to a bar with you know the opposite sex whatever but on this situation in a high class restaurant dinner and that dinner really makes it more intimate is it considered cheating that this man is with this lady dinner and the wife that now? Okay, so is it considered cheating? I think one thing that you have to... So you just said that they were out to dinner and dinner is considered intimate, right? So yeah. for me, my answer is yes, right? Because... Okay, unless... Okay, no, it's not like, cheating. Okay, it's, uh, let's, let's, let's agree to disagree. I think it depends, right? Because... Yeah. There's some times, right, like, okay, so there have been times, you know, like, where I wanted to surprise someone, you know, but I need more information or I'm, I'm working with someone, right? But then again, I, wait a second, I want to take them to a nice restaurant, you know, we'll probably meet up at, like, you know, at Chick-fil-A or something like that, but it wouldn't be okay. a nice sit-down restaurant. But, you know, and if it wasn't such a big deal, why don't you tell your spouse about it? You know what I mean? Like, it's not that serious. Um, I don't think most women or like most husbands or, you know, whatever you are, um, partners, I don't think they would have an issue if you're just transparent, right? It's the fact that like, um, she didn't know that her husband, you know, was going out to this nice fancy restaurant. And then there's like, um, there's another lady there that's not her. Why didn't he just tell his wife that? You know, that he was going out, if it was a business meeting or anything like that. I'm sure she would not have 
tripped, you know, when she saw that picture. But to me, since he didn't tell her, you know, and there's no excuse, right? Because he should have told her or even even if it wasn't like that important of a meeting, why are you taking her to like a nice restaurant? (laughs) Do you know what I'm saying? I'm like... Man, this man could have been like some corporate, you no know, leadership executive, and he Are just does. Are you saying that corporate leadership people don't eat at Chick Fil A? Like, nah, man, they don't. <laughs> <laughs> they don't. Okay, they they're just expensive to the company. I'm telling you right now. Um, I don't know. Like for me, like so when I see it, I'm I'm thinking, okay, one, like I'm saying, like he could be in the meetings again with like some of these individuals. If you're at that executive level, you might be busy all through the day meetings and then maybe it's just another meeting on your plate and so you just happen to have it over food and you just get suited to a certain lifestyle and you want to go to this nice restaurant and you want to have your um your dinner there there's that now when you don't tell like your wife about it that that kind of throws some red flags because i know for sure like if i even went to like you know a waffle house with a different girl my girlfriend would literally be like what the heck is going on <laughs> you know right. so definitely that so but yeah, if you told if- her she would understand right before people say women are tripping like if i'm pretty sure if you told her what your meeting was about why why would she need to um she wouldn't there's no need for her to trip okay so here's, here's my follow-up question for that so if you're in a relationship and this guy says, yeah, I'm okay. That's what I'm saying. So, so, so I'm asking you right now. The Listen. same meeting that happens at like 6, 7 o'clock, the same conversation, the same like agenda, now got bumped to like 9.30, 10.30. Say such 10.30, late, late night. You can reschedule got, it to the next day. You can reschedule it. Uh, okay. Yeah, you can reschedule it to the next day. That's just my opinion, right? And, you know that's a conversation you know like obviously um my boyfriend and i have too right and so it's kind of like you know we're both like you know um busy people we're both here and there but i think it's just good to always consider the other person's feeling right because vincent i'm pretty sure like if she was to go out right with this guy i don't care if he's a colleague or whatever it is you know like at 10 o'clock at night taking her to like some nice restaurant i'm pretty sure you would not be okay with it Right. So I think that's something to always remember, too. It's like um, you have to see things in your partner's um, perspective. Right. Like if you were in their shoe, how would this make you feel? You know, and so I know for me, that's helped me a lot. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Right. Okay. So let's put like you, you in the shoes of this lady. Say, you know, you're going on your day and then boom, you look at the the New York Times website. Then boom, you see your husband and some random chick having dinner and just food critics in the background. Like, how do you respond? Like, do you like ask him straight up like, hey, what's what's going on here? Or do you just like let it slide? Okay, I think I'm gonna. Um, well, you know what? This convers this podcast is a conversation, and it's a platform for me yeah. to just let go. <laughs> oh my! I wouldn't yeah. say let go, but like, um, so like, yeah, yeah, like your, your website, your your part on the um, Yahoo page, whoever looks like Yahoo anyway. Um, then boom, you see this like food critic, and you're like, okay, like I like food, and then boom, like you see. Like for me, if that was for me, and I'm like, say it was like my wife, or whatever, and I see this her on this date with this guy, I'm like, wait a second, um, I get really paranoid from that point on. I tell you right now, from that point on, I would just, I would be a hawk, like I'll be James Bond style, like James Bond style, just hawking every single thing that's happening. Okay, that's now, how, that's so how 
if let's say I got the text right from a friend and one of my girlfriends was like, hey, you know, because you know, like we look out for each other, right? And so, like, hey, I think, yeah, I think your man is like. <laughs> So what I would do, right? I would actually show up at the venue. At the oh restaurant. my god! <laughs> no, 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 no! I wouldn't cause a scene because that's not—that's okay. not who I am, right? I would just sit down and introduce myself. Hey, I'm his wife. You know, like, what's oh up? What are we talking about here? Is this some business? I, you know, you have to play it off like, hey, I was just in the neighborhood, right? Oh, <laughs> like, you were just in the neighborhood, and I saw your car or whatever it is. <laughs> But you guys let us know what you would do in the comments. Like send us send us all your responses. I want to hear what you guys would do. That's what I would do personally. I would show up and I would introduce myself and we would all have dinner together. Right? That's what yeah. I would do. And but like let's say I found it online. Um I mean of course you at that point you can't really go to the um to the critic and you know harass the critic. The critic had nothing to do with it. And, you know, I would just approach um, my husband and I would say like, hey, what's up? You know, like, were you, were, did you forget to tell me you were doing a photo shoot or something? You know, like, <laughs> do you know? <laughs> like, For you didn't real. tell me you were doing a photo shoot. You know, how did you end up like basically famous, you know, globally making me look like a fool? So, like, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, you definitely don't want to put like your significant other in that kind of situation where like they just feel like a fool. Like they have no understanding about what was going on. That's right. definitely the place you want to put them. So, okay, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I definitely get that. But yeah, this man, first of all, whoever, sir, whoever you are, you need to do some more reconnaissance. You can't be going to like dinner. So if you're gonna go to supper like this, get the back room, you know, the back room with the shades. So just no, no don't get any room. You should not out. be encouraging this at all. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not encouraging. But I'm just saying, like, if you're trying to creep, like, you know, you know, know how you do it. Like, don't just be out in brushes like that. But um, there is that. Um, yeah, just if I want to expose that... somebody, he will expose somebody. I'm sure that man went out that night <laughs> and he didn't think that a food critic would be there. You know, but they say the Lord works in mysterious ways. So, you know what? My prayer is if my man is cheating on me, God, expose it. You expose know? him. <laughs> You've been exposed. Oh my goodness, that's hilarious. Yeah, I, I like it. Food critic decides to go back there and take a picture. A food critic is out here snitching on people. Like, who would have thought about that? That's wild. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good story. Yeah, that's a good Note story. to self, kidding not allowed. You will cheating get exposed. Cheating is absolutely not allowed. Karma. What is allowed, but, though, um, on our next segment, which is on popular opinions, what is definitely allowed is, and I'm going to put everybody on this great thing. Oh, God. Here that we go. I discovered, I, I discovered, what? how long ago was I want to say like 12 years ago. 11 years ago, I discovered this. Instead of having cereal with cold milk, just have it with hot milk. Not like, okay, let me first say, not really hot milk, but like kind of like lukewarmish, borderline in between lukewarm and hot. It's like having chicken noodle soup, but breakfast. Okay. I mean, think, think, think about it though. No, no. I mean, like, don't look at you and try it. It's like, it's one of those Ooh. things where. You, no, you, you I tried it when I was five. And I you tried two. when you were five. Or First like of all, two. you don't remember what happens when your five <laughs> can't comprehend what, what was good, okay? I'm telling you, Listen, it's one of the best things to change eat your life. cereal with warm milk. That is the most disgusting thing I've ever heard, Vincent. Like, I think when people do that, okay, you know, like, um, so Vincent and I are both. Um, natively from Nigeria and so we have yeah. like we we actually do have hot cereal 
right? Where you put, it's called like golden mon. And so you put like yeah. hot water into it. That's okay. You know, because it's, it's designed the same thing. to be, no, it's not. You can't eat, you can't put hot water in frosted flakes. You know, you can't warm up. Okay. Sorry. You can't put hot milk in frosted flakes <laughs> or Cheerios. Bruh, I'm telling you, know, you right I'm now, crying. I know you have milk in your fridge. I'm telling you, whatever cereal you have right now, just like what here's what you do it. Okay, first of all, you just you get the bowl, you put the milk, throw in the microwave, thirty seconds, drop your cereal in there and eat. It will change your life. Actually, Jim, sub question about this: Do you pour milk first before the cereal, or cereal and then milk? Because for I me, I do pour... I do the milk first, and then I put the cereal. Oh my god! Okay, all right. So we don't even need to be having this conversation because you're doing everything wrong. How I'm, does your... I'm everything right? How how do you have friends? How have you had friends <laughs> until this point? Hey, listen, they, they don't see me when I'm eating my cereal. But think about it, like it's so. No, he, you pour no, he, milk first. Wow. Yeah, you I've pour the milk first. Okay, but it, it makes so, sense, right? Because you need to microwave your milk. Yeah, and secondly, subconsciously, what I'm doing is I'm setting a limit of, of how much liquid I'm drinking. Because think about it, sometimes, like you you have That's the true. you may put you may put a cup of cereal into your mug. But well, you probably put like three cups of water of, of milk that you don't really need. So I'm I'm telling myself, okay, here's how much milk you're gonna have. Now fill this up enough to just coat this thing and move on. That's actually a really good point. Um, I guess if you're trying to look at it from the health benefit standpoint, that's not bad. But like, okay, so I'm gonna be completely honest with you. I don't eat cereal. I can't remember the last time I eat uh, I had cereal. It's been a um, year. Yeah, I think it's been more for me. You know, I used to knock um, them back like every morning too. I mean, right, right. now, I mean, well, well, right now it's mostly just oatmeal. But like, there was a time where I would knock back cereal, not just like Frosted Flakes, like you know, the Honey Oats, Captain mm-hmm. Chico, Captain whatever it's called, Captain Jack or whatever it's called, their trash, um, right, Reese's right. trash. But yeah, like I haven't done cereal in a while. But I will say though, whenever I have cereal and I have milk, oh, it's getting warm. Okay, you know what I used to do though? I'm gonna, um, I will say this. So like for my, I used to eat a lot of the honey bunches of oats um, with like almonds. So what I would do is I actually used to put fresh fruit in it. Like I'll chop up some bananas and then, okay, you know what Vincent, you may be onto something there because I remember in my college days. Now listen, 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 let me finish. In college day, it was really cold one year. Um, Like really, really cold. I actually did warm up the milk a bit, but that was because I was desperate. You know, and so like, but, would I have done that in my right mind? And you know, if the weather wasn't like that horrible, no. You know, okay. But here's the question: I, I In that desperation, point, how was the experience? Great. You know what? You know, at, at a certain point when you're just freezing, you can't taste anything. Right? <laughs> at that point, you're just eating to survive. <laughs> so. Oh my goodness. I can't remember, but that is very interesting. But you know what's funny though? I actually have met a lot of Africans that do that. And so I don't know if it's kind of like an African or like um, a Western world thing. So if you're African, I want to know, do you warm up your milk, you know, with your cereal or... Honestly, I, I, I want to say like 5% of the world warm up your, warm up your, your milk for the cereal. But I think... I think 90% of those people did it by mistake and then we just loved it from that point on. It's not something that you actually just want to do and you won't think about it until like, you know, someone tells you to try it. But now if you mistakenly like like you do, like, you know, you were called and you just said, okay, I'm just one with milk. But once you try it, it will change your life, like absolutely change your life. So that's definitely one. Um, second and a popular one that I want to talk about is, do you think 
it should be illegal for minimum wage jobs to require experience. Because I mean, there's some there's some <laughs> minimum wage jobs that are like, oh, you need to know this, know this, and know this. And I'm like, ah, eh. I mean, it's a minimum wage job that all you're gonna do is train me for a day, and I should be <coughs> able to just perform the the job, you know. So sure. why? So when you say minimum wage jobs, you're talking like maybe um, a job at McDonald's or something, right? Yeah, something like that, or like your sales consultant at like you know a, a phone retail or like a gym, and they're like, oh, we want you to have like you know a year or two of you know cashier experience. I'm like, sir, it's a button. All you do is go up there and you press like cash out, and you put in the numbers. The machine does the calculations. So what what experience do you need? I don't know. I think first of all, these jobs, uh, minimum wage and otherwise, they're getting ridiculous <laughs> with some of this experience. Um, yeah. They you know, really are asking a lot for it. It's it's getting really ridiculous, you know, because I've seen jobs where it's like um, they're asking people for like ten years experience, um, but that's either here or there. Let me go back to your question. So your question was, do um, should minimum wage jobs can require experience? I think it's yeah. kind of silly because um, you know most of these people that are going straight from okay, so it depends, right? So. My very first job was at McDonald's. Um, you know, I was just, I was a cashier at McDonald's. And so, like, I remember I actually went to the interview. Um, it was like a franchise McDonald's. And, oh, my goodness, this lady was so mean. I thought I was, in, I thought I was interviewing for, like, you know, store manager or something. But, you know, I was just interviewing for a cashier. And I actually remember reading up on the requirements, um... And everything like that, and and so I actually went in my ROTC uniform. I was I did ROTC in high school and college, and all that stuff. Yeah. So I went in uniform, just so you know, like it could give me a competitive um, advantage, right? And so she was asking me all really? these questions, like, yeah, like listen, I aced that interview, boy. She was so impressed, but you know, like, so she was asking, like, do you have any experience, you know, like in leadership? You know, and I was like an overachiever, like my freshman, sophomore year of high school, right? So I had all these ribbons and badges from like ROTC. So, you know, I just, I gave it back to her. I was like, what do you think all these ribbons are for, essentially, right? And so, yeah. <laughs> like, yep. she was like so impressed, right? She was like, okay, have you ever had any experience with customer service? And I'm like, you know, working with people or customer service. But, you know, I do remember leaving that interview thinking like, um, that was ridiculous. You know, like, why is she asking me, you know, if I had all these years of experience knowing that I was what, like a high schooler? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. this was literally yeah. my first job. And, you know, I'm a great, I'm a great talker. You know, I, so like, I'm most of the time I'm able to kind of like, um, talk myself out. I don't know if I should be putting this on air, but you know, like most of the time I'm great with talking myself out of, you know, tough tough situations that I, f I find myself in so for me yep. it was okay but that's not everyone's reality do you know what I mean you know like for yeah. people that first job is what allows them to come out of their shell you know it's what allows them to really figure out okay this is what I'm good at this is what I want to focus on but when you already tell them like you need to have this experience it can be very discouraging you know, to exactly. a lot of people. And so that's what a lot of the times, you know, like we talk about discouraged workers and stuff. That's, I know that uh, that's technically not the economic definition of it, but you know, people do become discouraged. 
you know, because I have, I've had, um, I've met people where like, they were just so afraid of working um, in high school. Now, I, I didn't say it was right, but like, you know, maybe you should have, they should have tried, but you know, I've met people that were afraid because they didn't think that they had all the qualifications needed to work at freaking Burger King. You know what I mean? If Chick-fil-A don't exactly. have all those requirements, come on now. You there know you I mean? go, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's like, if it's for a job that it's, doesn't require that much training why like why are you asking i mean i feel like they're just doing it just to fill up like space on a job description um for 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 a job pretty much so it's like if, if i'm coming here to sell phones it's like sir like all i'm doing this, the phone is going to sell itself the iphone 11 is going to sell itself when the person walks into the store i agree i disagree eh, you disagree because you Bruh. need sales you need sales skills for that for that one, you need sales skills. If you're going to sell something, it doesn't matter what kind of technology it is. You need sales. No, not necessarily. Okay. I mean, because 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 so it's what I'm just gonna say. To be able to sell it, you have to learn that product, whatever it is. So even you though can you understand may have the product a... front and back, but Vincent, if you're not good with people, if you're not good with communicating with people, it doesn't matter. Well, okay, I, I wouldn't say it doesn't matter. But like, no, actually it doesn't matter, you know, if it's the iPhone 11, because there are people like me, you know, I'm like, I'm not gonna buy the iPhone 11 until my iPhone 10 dies, right? Like yeah. absolutely is dead. But if I ran into like, um, oh, what's the Wolf of Wall Street name? I always forget his name. But like, you know, for, yeah, yeah, yeah. If I ran into him, I'm pretty sure he could convince me to buy that phone. Do you see what I mean? Like I, I have, I've bought things like i bought things that i know i didn't even need just because whoever sold it to me was a great salesperson and so i think when okay. it comes to like those kind of things you need you need to at least train them to make sure you know like that they're actually comfortable around people but if it's like a job like Publix, you know like where like you're a bagger or something like that no you shouldn't need you experience <laughs> yeah exactly yeah yeah so they definitely that needs to be cut out of our society um one two minimum wage come on be raised like it should not be seven thousand twenty five cents um which i think is what it is right now i could be wrong um do you know like in california the minimum wage is like fifteen dollars or something like that. yeah but it's do you ridic- know the price of living out there and then <laughs> you know like that's that's another that's another a whole topic but that's, a, it, it's that's still, something we have to talk about too later yeah it still evens out because if, if you're in the east coast and you're making like 725 but like your housing for like a one bedroom is a one bedroom apartment it's like between 900 <laughs> and like a thousand one hundred you're still not gonna be able to make that like no one's going on minimum wage and gonna be able to survive and get like a one bedroom apartment in this day and age so it just needs to be raised but hey, that's a whole other conversation yeah, about. Yeah, we will talk about that. That will be another capitalist system. Yeah, but um, sure, that's that's definitely it. So, um, I think that's gonna be our end of this episode. Um, it's been great conversating with you uh, and our listeners. We definitely want to learn more um, from you on, on again a couple of our topics that we've talked about. Um, like, what would you like to learn more about real estate? Um, do you think that guy that took his <laughs> co-worker on a nice business meeting was cheating on how would you react to it if you found out that your significant other was doing that um do you drink hot milk or cold milk how do you pour milk into your cereal do you go cereal first or milk first so there are all these no, topics no, 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 and no. More. I, would, I wouldn't say do you drink hot milk or that's not the question the question oh, yeah. i handle it let's let's get the people you know the correct you know <laughs> 
That's correct question. <laughs> do you put hot milk when in you're the- having cereal or do you go with cold milk? Um, a majority, <laughs> the norm is to go with hot milk, but hey, it is what it is. Is that the norm? <laughs> the norm is. So there's that. Um, but we will um, be releasing an episode um, Tuesday. on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Every Tuesday on the Tuesdays, there are 52 weeks. So that's 52 Tuesdays. We will be dropping an episode. So do share. Do follow. Um, we will eventually be adding in the social medias. Um, so that way you can connect with us. Um, and we can all learn what your mind thought process is about as well. But um, as far as today goes, this is him and her signing off. Absolutely. And um, before we sign off really quick, um, you guys feel free to follow me. Um, I You can find me on IG and Facebook at Victoria B-A-O Realtor. Once again, that's Victoria B as in boy, E as in eagle, Y as in yellow, O as in orange, Realtor. So I know shameless plug, but you know, gotta get it. Shameless plug. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I All like right, it. All right, guys. Uh, we are mine, I still Vince. So yeah, that's that. But yeah, it's been real. All right. Bye, everybody. Thanks, guys. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for joining us this week on the Him and Her podcast, the way we see it. Make sure you visit our social medias at Victoria BEO Realtor and at Still Vince. Don't forget to subscribe to the show on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you watch your podcasts so you'll never miss a show.